Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be talking about this week? Ryan, we say goodbye to Andre Brower, and we'll do our best to find the human element within the unforgiving realm of sports. What about you, Ryan? Tyler, this week we meet the man who thought you could be controlled with consumerism and how he turned out to be right. So let's get into it. The times, they are a-changing, Tyler. They're changing. So many things are happening around us. Technology has just blended our world. Social media, it's just changed everything. Without a doubt, it's changed our society drastically in such a short amount of time. Can we just go back to the days of MySpace? It was a simpler time. I agree. Did you hear the, the song that I put on my wall? It really talks about my mood. <laughs> Who's your top eight? Because people get offended. I only have four. <laughs> um, it, it really is just such an, an overwhelming time. And everybody always says times were better back in the day. And is that just an inherent human thing? Is that something that's going to perpetuate as time moves forward? I think so. It's a common, uh, a common uh, theme from the older generations because you like what you were used to at that time. And things have just seemingly gotten more difficult as the years have gone on. Let's call it to be safe, spun completely out of control. Yeah, that's fair. Is there something to a simpler time makes for a happier life? You hear people say, it was a simpler time. Yeah. And usually when people say that, they mean it was just mostly white people. If somebody says a simpler time, Kind of look at them weird. You what know part what I mean? of simple do you not understand, Ryan? <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I guess it's the, the, the impel. But I, here's my thing. There are times where technology helps, of course, you know, the, the convenience of things, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And I think there is a combination of things being handed to us so easily in terms of technology and the way we communicate with each other on top of the oh, fact- I hate it. On top of the fact that that technology is then being used to put more work on on labor, like like technology should make things easier. It should mean like less, you know. That's how you kids got soft. But go on, I'll listen. You kids, you kids, y you're a millennial too, dude. Well, I, are we speaking the truths <laughs> on here? Uh, and using that technology, where now you're always on call. You have a cell phone in your pocket. You should answer my call anytime. Back when our father was working, he had to go find a payphone if he wanted to call somebody while on the road. I I wonder it, when he was a kid. I wonder if that was uh, even a thing, right? Voice? Uh, I don't know. Like a like an answering machine. Uh, we can review, I guess. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Where I now have thirty unending conversations in my pocket at, at all times. There is no time where you're like, all right, I'll see you later. It's just an, a never ending conversation. Oh, you got to say to people, I'll talk to you later. No. That ends the conversation. No, we just talk about nothing until one of us dies. And I think it's going to be me. You know where it helps though. Killed by the conversation. Do you, you know, I used to turn around to back out and I know you're still supposed to turn around to back out in your car, 
right? You turn around, you put your hand on the seat like your father used to do in the old station wagon. You turn your head around, you look. Now, that rear-facing camera, Mm -hmm. you got the fisheye lens, Mm -hmm. which really helps, Tyler. Without a doubt. That's very helpful. That is a place where I say technology... Good for you. Yeah. What, do you. What do you think about that? I fully agree. I don't even turn around anymore. Now, here's no need. Now, I think they warn against that, Tyler, but that's just to keep their their bacon out of the fire. But if I turn around, I can't see the the, the screen off where my <laughs> camera is. Okay, I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. Man, you are leading. I'm leading you right down a path. I need to look at the screen. What about when you back into a parking spot, right? I, I, I try to always back into okay, a parking spot. Okay, that's great. So yeah. now when I'm pulling out, I'm just suck. With my stupid old eyes, yeah, I don't have a fisheye lens. I don't have a sensor. I, I'm I'm supposed to raw dog it. I'm supposed to do it with nothing. I've never attributed raw dogging <laughs> to parking before, but now that we're here, you gotta be more creative, Tyler. Yeah. We're podcasting now. I um, yeah, I guess you have to raw dog outside of the parking space. I can see it sweeping over your face. We need a front-facing camera, Tyler. We need a front-facing camera on all cars. Is that too much to ask? Now, again, why would we need a front-facing camera? You have your eyeballs. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Those guys you hate. That was a cold open, and it was wacky as hell. Tyler Menendez over there. Front-facing cameras, Tyler. Think about it. If anybody installs <laughs> those on a car, we expect a check. Now, obviously, we'll have to reverse engineer the reverse-facing cameras, but we could do it with the technology that we have. It'll mm-hmm. take a couple of years. We'll have it in there. Tyler, welcome to the show where Christmas comes early, and so do the hosts. Welcome to another weekly rampage of those guys you hate. It just means I love you. Look how attracted <laughs> I am to you. I am already involved in foreplay right now. You just don't know it yet. Tyler, what's going on, man? Are you ready for another weekly foray into insanity? I am. I'm really looking forward to it. As I said, uh, I believe during the pregame, yes, uh, we're getting our feet underneath us. We're trying this new format. Sure. I, and- I am completely confused. For real. I, it's not shtick. I'm I'm. I don't do well with change. So this mm. has been really confusing for me. And pretty soon this will just be the way that it is. So I'll be I'll be concrete again. Well, we're changing the format and we're trying to get used to it. So please bear with us as we uh as we figure this out and we get a little uh um crazy with it. Yeah, I was going to use the word clunky. We're going to be a little clunky. That's true. Much like when we first started this show and we did Session Zero, boy, did we go through so many different iterations of this show before we landed on what we were doing before. Now we're doing it again. Sure, and and what I'm trying to do with my creative part of it is I'm trying to tell more of a story, okay? Last week, I don't know how successfully I told the story of calculating the pictures with a numerical value on our parents' wall to prove the favorite kid. Mm-hmm. This week, I I am somebody who is involved in the self-help community. I'm going to a bullshit yoga class later today, and I am constantly, like all of the self-help community, looking for why my mental issues are not my fault, Tyler, isn't that what self-help really is? Yeah. The uh, system did this uh, to me. Of course. Deflection, excuses, victimhood. That's what self-help is. Yeah, of course. Of course. Dad, you did this. So this week, I'm going to tell the story of who truly is behind um, public relations. What do you know about public public relations, Tyler? And and before you answer, I am going to tell the story in three parts and you know when it picks up, I wanted a sound that was epic. Like, this is a big story. This is, I truly believe this story affects every person's life on this earth. And I wanted a big sound because it's a big, it's a big deal. 
You're really building up the sound, so let's go ahead and hear it. Edward Bernays, mm-hmm. the father of public relations. So you worked really hard on that. It was honestly, I can't tell you how many bells I went through. Is that where this week's budget went? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was two thousand dollars. I, I had a guy on Fiverr do it. Great job, my man. Um, how does advertising affect people, Tyler? I guess it's like a form of brainwashing to get people to buy certain products or use certain products. Um, that's why all these major corporations, that's why you see Gatorade on the side of every arena. That's why you see you know Facebook plastered everywhere. Even though they're so huge, they remain that way because they're constantly in your face about it. And, and it, has, it, it speaks to this consumer capitalist society that we all live in mm-hmm. and it is just the dollar is all that matters at this point. I, I mean, I don't want to overspeak this and I'm going to try to speak about it in the most conversational way, but this is something that I have always been super interested in. I got 90% of this information from Mark Manson's book, Everything is Fucked. Companies at the turn of the 1900s sold products one way, practically. Do you have feet? You need shoes, buy mm-hmm. shoes. That is the way that, that it worked up until that point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And they were, and these were items that were built to last, baby. One million. Percent. It wasn't replace everything as soon as you're done with them. It is not only will they last, but you will be able to repair your items when you need to. Planned obsolescence, which is an, an entirely different story mm. of, and, and it could be its own episode. Also shitty. Where things are built to break. You guys know, you buy a coffee maker at Target for 30 bucks, and then it breaks in a couple months, and you're like, hey, it wasn't that expensive. I'll buy another one. That is some crazy-ass bullshit. iPhones. What about them? They're great. They're meant to break, and then you're just supposed to buy a brand new thousand dollar iPhone. Well, fuck off, Apple. Luckily, I can't <clears> take ran the out battery. <laughs> okay, I ran out a little breath there. So, so what Edward Bernays, who who was like I said, the the person who invented advertising in a weaponized way, the way that yeah. it is now, he shook up the game by advertising to people's seemingly inherent desire to get better. It's not like you have feet. Uh, buy shoes, it's more of the idea of, hey, you have shoes and you have feet, but these shoes would make you feel sexier. You don't feel sexy as as sexy as you want to. Mm-hmm. These shoes are going to help you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, oh, I got to buy these fucking shoes. One million percent. I want to feel sexy. Absolutely. And, and, and that is... Like you said, some type of brainwashing. It is it is being subversive. It is playing off of people's psychological habits and, and, and understanding that in a way that is you're you're drugging these people in mm. some sort of a way. He I'm gonna give you his earliest work. Okay. He wrote a play that was basically identical to Annie, and then he sold the play by linking it to a charity that didn't exist. So hey, come see this play. You're doing good work. Then he was hired by the ballet, which in America carried a real stigma at that time. So he fought to get headlines published like, are American men scared to be graceful? I don't know if you see some of the early works of the things that are happening here where they're advertising to your idea of not being enough. Mm-hmm. And and I mean... Kind of nailed it. In the world that we live in now where you see 10,000 advertisements a day, what does that do to your mind? tells me I'm not good enough. It tells me unless I have all these different things, I will never be good enough. And 
And this is this idea that started such a long time ago and slowly built and slowly metastasized into something that now you're on Instagram. And I tell you, I see that girl in that thong and I'm like, my ass will never look like that unless I buy this product. You know what I mean? Your ass is fine. Thank you, Tyler. Don't worry about it. Thank you. This guy, Edward Bernays, is the one who came up with the idea of buying American made you more patriotic. That is something that resonates to this mm. day. Our oh, yeah. our stepfather will punch you in the face if you say otherwise. Buy Chinese. It'll make you more Chinese. I don't know if we can. No, that probably doesn't I, work. I don't know if that, that lines up. Well, in all fairness, mo the majority of our stuff is made in China and Vietnam and like Thailand. All these, a lot of these people that are spouting America first, buy American. If you look at their at their products that they sell, it's it says made in China on the products. I love that because it's this idea of being a consumer is how you can help your country. And at a time like that, where you're going through World War II and there's a nationalism unlike anything that's ha been there since the Revolutionary War. That really did it. It really resonated with Americans. So I am going to take a break right here on this story. We're gonna do the depression index and I'm gonna come back and tell you a little bit more. I'm playing with this with this format and I, I hope that it works out. Sure, well, I, I don't think it can be overstated how much that really built up the buy American thing. World War II, when it really was, hey, we need you to buy stuff because we have to fund this huge freaking war that we're fighting. But as soon as the war ended, that aspect did not. Yeah, of course not, because mm -hmm. it is, Listen, I, as this thing goes on, and I think people see this more now than they ever have, you are being lured into submission through consumerism and mm -hmm. capitalism. And I'll, I'll, I know- And it's working. Uh, kook alert. I love this. Mm -hmm. Let's do- Whenever we get kooky, I get happy, Tyler. You know I love that shit. Depression, mother effing index. Now, what the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my hands. I used a hammer and a sickle, and I use, I, we, we use it basically just, what? Use a hammer and a sickle? Sure. Oh, <laughs> nobody can use a hammer and a sickle now, Tyler. Russia, Russia just ruined it for everybody. Just don't cross them. <laughs> USSR, <laughs> you're a jerk. Uh, Tyler, how are how's your mental health this week, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I really, I'm really trying to make it a point to, um, like, I really want to get back to the gym, but I'm just f feeling very lethargic towards it. So what I'm really trying to work on is um, not only going back to the gym, but also uh, getting the right kind of sleep. Because I get plenty of sleep every night. That's not a problem. But there is a significant difference between sleeping from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. and getting eight hours yeah. or sleeping from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Circadian rhythm, baby. That's it. That's yeah. it. So even if you get eight hours, if you're not doing it at the right time, it's not the it's same true. kind of sleep. So me sleeping from eight until three in the afternoon, don't do that. No, no, you're just stocking up. Yeah. You're, you're getting a reserve of sleep. It's a nap. <laughs> a little reservoir tip. I think they call that a coma. <laughs> Uh, I, I find sleep to be inconvenient. I don't care for sleep. If I could take it out of my life, I would. Well, of course, uh, absolutely. But I don't for, think everybody feels that way. Well, for what it does, for, yeah. if I could go the rest of my life feeling the way I do after a good night's sleep and not oh, yeah. have to sleep. That's the deal. Of course, I think the majority of people would take that. You get an extra eight hours every day. In your case, an extra 16. And I would, <laughs> and so I, I guess my theme for this week is not only to be patient with ourselves, which is so important no matter what it is that we're 
we're trying to do, but it's also to get the right kind of sleep, except for the people that work the the graveyard shifts. I'm sorry to all of you guys. That You're, sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. That sucks. But some people, they respond to that. Some people really like that. Sure. That ain't me, dog. Uh, no, no, definitely not me. So yeah, absolutely. Get the right kind of sleep if you can. Don't worry. Those video games will be waiting for you tomorrow. Don't worry. Those That internet will be waiting for you tomorrow. Get the sleep that you need and uh, and feel better the next day. And I'm, I'm talking to myself. I know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this week, I am at a five. Spin. One, two, three, four, five. Gay it up, Tyler. We're going to gay it up. And this one, uh, this one is pretty damn cool. Gay. Am I allowed to say that? I, I've seen this I give on you social permission. media. Okay. I give you permission. You gave me the G card? I give you the G card. Oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. I actually need a piece of paper, though, because... I'll eliminate it for you. Gay people tend to be muscular, and I don't want to be caught in a bad situation. Yeah. Well, they're either very, very muscular or very, very dainty. Okay. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of in-between. I'm right in the middle. Which you're not... Well, I was going to say you're not gay, but... You never know. You know. Now, speaking of my muscles, Tyler, give yourself the gate. I want. I know I've been triggering my gaydar forever. I thought it was everybody else. It's just me. I have investigated <laughs> myself and found I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> no need to check any further, boys. So this is. I find so much of a correlation between my spiritual and psychological um, uh, pro progress. In the gym, my connection between those two things is so strong. And when I try to explain that to people, I have such a hard time putting a finger on it. But when you say to somebody, I have a knot in my back. I, hey, if you're massaging me, do, oh, do you feel that knot right there? I've had such a stressful day. The idea of having a stressful day and that accumulating at a spot on your back is not a hard thing for people to process. Do you agree or yeah. disagree? Yeah, everybody gets those knots and whatnot just from right. tightening your muscles so much. So when and then getting them out hurts like a mother. Oh, I love it. But it hurts. Sure, yeah. but in the best way possible. You gotta breathe deeply through those bitches. Okay, I'll work on that. And now that is the deal. So people don't have trouble correlating those two things. But when I go in there and I work out, my workout very much consists of not tightening my muscles, but relaxing my muscles, of letting go. And if I say that to people, not only do I get the kook alert, not only do I get that's kind of gay, but I feel like I have such a disconnect with people. Why is that so hard? If you believe in one thing, why is it hard to believe in the other? I think it's just what people are used to. Like people actively feel the knots in their backs, you go for a massage, it can be very easy to feel that out. Whereas the other one, it's not as readily apparent to people. It it's takes, not something that they embrace on a It takes a, daily a lot basis. of observation. Sure. It takes a lot yeah. of, and just being a total kook. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, you did. Okay, now, and that's why when you see yogis, you see people that, that do a lot of yoga, they're like long and thin, you know what I mean? Mm. I genuinely believe that very often with people, it's such a common occurrence, especially myself, you're living your life contracted in so many places, it's just regular to you. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't know what the depression index is there, but it's just something that I want to put out there. It's something that is worth investigating inside of yourself. This week, I am at a five, baby. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, Tyler. Did you... Did you say five? Are we going to do this? Did you say five? You're, you're committed. I'm, I'm contractually obligated you're to do so. You're committed I'm to sorry. this. Did you say five? 
Yes, I said five, Tyler. Did you know that that's the first time we've ever said the same thing? Never at the same time! Not true! Five and five, Tyler! I'll do this alone, I don't care! Five and five! It's crazy! We've had had the same number. I shouldn't have done that. I I brought this on myself. I apologize. All right, Tyler, I need a break. You hit me with, you're happy. Somebody's passed away. And, somebody has passed away, and, that, and, it, and that's sad. And it, and it hit me right in the feels. Oh, so this is somebody that that has a personal effect on you. That, that I really enjoy his work. Okay, for sure. So yeah, Tyler yeah. does a segment where we celebrate this person's life. He calls it Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. And it has some yeah. snazzy. New, it's got party baked into the crust. It's a great. It's a great sounding. Uh, uh, femur for it. I love it. For a segment. It, it gets us pumped up and we want to celebrate. Without a doubt. However, this one is very sad because, you know, you hear it very often. Gone too soon. Yeah. Gone too soon. Who Who's died recently who who, who hasn't gone too soon? The queen. She was a, almost 100. She was due. She was pretty much due. <laughs> okay. Wow. You're ready for that. Um, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine star, Andre oh, yeah. Brower has died. Yeah, I, I saw that. I haven't watched that show in a long time, and obviously his life is much more than just that show. Of course. But what a beloved character. Absolutely. A Excellent. fantastic character. What a great character, sure. Uh, other people might know him from the early 90s show, Homicide, Life on the Street, okay. where, where he won an Emmy for his portrayal. I, I had no idea that this man worked so much over the last three decades he has done so much uh work in tv and movies it's been unbelievable he's won two emmys he's accomplished as hell but yes for me the role that i know him most at is brooklyn 99 as um the tech as uh lieutenant holt he is and his deadpan character was just incredible fantastic yeah. and i think you might remember him from the movie the mist he plays the asshole neighbor where they we get don't caught. We don't talk about that damn movie. <laughs> where they get caught up in the grocery store you, throughout the movie. You, the Stephen King movie that mm-hmm. back in the day when I used to stay up all night, I watched that movie and it had me standing up at five in the morning <laughs> yeah. yelling at no! no! I swear to you, that has such a crazy ending, that movie. I'm sure your neighbors Excellent. appreciated that. <laughs> Stephen King said, I never thought of that ending. I wish I had put it in the book. The only two books that I know of where the author came out and said, I wish I had written that ending was Fight Club and The Mist. That's, I mean, those are the only two I, I know. Do you know how hard it was not for me to cut you off at the knees there and back? Fight Club! Fight Club! I appreciate yeah. you letting me go. We're going to edit that in. That's nice of you. Sure. Uh, yeah, so he was 61 years old. They just uh, released that he died of lung cancer. And as far as I as far as I can tell, he wasn't a smoker. He just he just he just get uh, got lung cancer, which happens. That's terrifying. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's truly terrible. Yeah. I, I think something that we don't appreciate as human beings, we can drop dead at any moment. I do appreciate that. I, I do too. Yeah. I think about it. Not in a morbid way. I just think about, man, how lucky am I that I've been healthy up until this point? That that dawned on me very, uh, very young when I was a crazy person. I was putting any, like literally anything in my body. And one of the guys that I worked with, this kid who very much took care of himself, workout guy, got cancer. And I thought, wow, how, what, how, you know, at yeah. that moment, I, I'm telling you, it's something that for the rest of my life, I've thought like this, this could happen at any time. Without man. a doubt. Being healthy and taking care of yourself increases your chances but that does not guarantee that you won't get fucked Except up early for me, in life. though, right? I'm good? Yeah. You could bounce a quarter off this ass. 
All right, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, I don't think that that's how doctors uh, manually test to see how healthy you this are. This is such a weird way for me to celebrate Andre Brower. Very I know, strange. I know. I'm sorry. Very I apologize. strange. I forget whose happy death day we were doing where we brought up Hitler for some reason. It was I, very strange. It was a regretful one. <laughs> <laughs> so Andre Brower, genuinely speaking, celebrate your life, all the all the accomplishments that you have accomplished. A great character actor. A great character actor. And he and he he started generally speaking, he started his career playing all these serious roles and really moved into the comedic uh um portion, the sure. genre of entertainment, and really just showed the 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 a wide spanning range of his skill. So Andre Brower, happy death day to you. And thank you so much for all the amazing, uh, everything you did. Beautiful Tyler. Really great job. Happy death day to you, sir. You will be remembered through streaming services and otherwise without a doubt. Oh, Oh, and may I also say, you I may not, I meant to do a follow up. Matthew Perry. Did you hear about this? What? Matthew Perry, uh, it was released what he died from. What did he die from? He died from acute effects of ketamine was what killed him. Uh, which is very popular right now in therapeutic circles. Very popular. I'm going to have to cancel some appointments here, so, Tyler. No, I, I, my assum a total assumption, that's, I'm not- That's special K, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. I, I'm not breaking any news here. My assumption is, is he was using it to overcome his depressive symptoms, his addictive symptoms, and much like any chemical on earth, if you abuse it, it will- destroy you never done that before so, yeah and you should i do it though you, you should never do ketamine from what i read you should never do ketamine and get in a hot tub because ketamine is basically a hot tub for your brain getting all the facts here on those guys you hate we'll be right back hey everyone if you're anything like us you struggle with depression anxiety isolation or any number of things that hold you back in life or do you procrastinate a little too much Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Those guys. All right, Tyler, I'm just gonna throw this at you as we, we go for a little break. I know more about physics than Isaac Newton ever did. You hate. 
Uh, I'm gonna say no, you don't. Of course I do. No, you don't. He didn't even know what a freaking atom was. Okay, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I went to school with an atom. What's an atom? Uh, an atom is just the. It's uh, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to you. That's a weird surprising news. Weird example to go to. That's not, that's not how conversations work. It's not a test. This isn't tests my Haitian. This is a conversation. You're being a dick. Those guys you Red circle. Tomorrow, I, and I just need some some guidance on why I always do this to myself. I sign up for things, and then I'm like, why did I do this? Mm -hmm. Ice bath with Mel. Yeah, you told me about the that. The fuck? Yeah. The fuck? Ice bath looks painful. What the hell? Yeah. Did she, did she like, like twist your arm? No, it's people ask me that like, and I love Mel and I'm looking forward to doing it with her. And I'm sure there's going to be something great on the other side or whatever, but I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. And people say, Hey, uh, you know, uh, in the future, do you want to do this? And I'm like, that'll never come. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll definitely do it. Cause I'll never, that'll never happen. It's happening. Yeah. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Why'd I do that? I, I don't know. All of my decisions are not going to be run through you. I don't. I, this is crazy. I can't bro. even make decisions for myself. Okay. Yeah, when you can't do, teach. All right, Tyler. I'm not I entirely sure that's how that saying works. <laughs> I goes. hit the bell. <laughs> now, we're talking about Eddie Bernays. We're talking about the father of of advertising. We're talking about how your problems are not your fault. They're his fault, Tyler. Oh, okay, this I can get behind. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this is the perfect time to drop in this little factoid that Edward Bernays was Sigmund Freud's nephew, Tyler. Tyler, what do you know about Sigmund Freud and don't say cocaine? Well, that was going to be the first thing. Uh, the, uh, he loved cocaine. He loved cocaine. Sure. The second thing was he thought everybody wanted to bang their mother. While on cocaine. While on cocaine. Does cocaine make you feel sexual? I, I, I not, not towards my mother. Not, okay, well, you're not doing enough, Tyler. Um, I'll up those numbers, the rookie numbers. Up to that point, before Sigmund Freud, who was a, what was he, a therapist? Was he yeah, a, a therapist? A therapist. What, and, and how did he completely change? How did he stand? I'm asking you questions that you might not have the answer to, but I find Freud is a name that you hear mm -hmm. to this day. Right. And what is it about his theories that stood out amongst other people? Well, I, I guess it was much like saying, hey, there was a lot of other mathematicians at the time. Why did Albert Einstein stand out to everybody else? It was else? that picture where he was sticking his tongue out. It just won us all over. It was just so fucking cute. I don't think that was it. I think it's the the theories that they put forth. And obviously with Albert Einstein, math is far more concrete than psychology. But, but, That's the, very true. but the ideas that Freud was putting out, I, I assume really resonated with the, with the community at large. Well, it shook everything up. Yeah. Every, everybody believed at that point that people, and I think that we still think this a lot, but now we've seen kind of the other side. People make rational decisions for rational situations and they do their best. But I think now as uh, mental health becomes more of a conversation, you realize a lot of insecurities and a lot of shame cause people to make a lot of decisions. A lot of where you don't feel, is that making sense what I'm saying? A lot of people embrace the idea of my emotions drive me to do things. Not like, hey, this is what would be best for me. I, yeah. think, I think we're now seeing that that's not always the case. Without a doubt. Well, it's people react to their feelings and they, they, they act based on their feelings instead of doing it, uh, uh, not the opposite, but making decisions regardless of your feelings. Because ladies and gentlemen, feelings are not facts. 
No matter how we feel, it should not uh, 100% dictate how we behave in the face of those feelings. Your feelings do not want what's best for you. No. No. They're like, stay in bed. You're fine. Your boss won't fire you at all. You're going to be totally good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You got it, brain. And, And that idea of... The stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, that's our identity, and we will yep. fight. We will fight to keep it alive. Without a doubt. Yeah, because anybody coming against these beliefs that we have about ourselves obviously feels like an attack on us. Exactly. And it should- I'm a boat captain, damn it! <laughs> Look at this hat! <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be wearing this hat? Uh, and, and I think it's really important, although it is incredibly difficult, especially in today's day and age, to be objective about ourselves. If somebody very acu- hard. if some very hard yep. and if somebody I don't want to say accuses us but if somebody says something about us instead of immediately reacting and regardless of how we feel whether it be anger or embarrassment there's nothing wrong with checking in and going Am I this way? Well, if I just buy those shoes, then I won't be that way. Everything's going to be just fine. Oh, it's so simple. So so basically, Freud was arguing that we're animals. We're impulsive, selfish, and emotional. And it was kind of the first time that the, anybody in you know the public thought space of therapy had said that. He's not wrong. I agree 1 million percent. And here is where I'm going to leave you. We're going to do an oof, and then I'm going to tell you the end of the story. Freud was European, philosophical, and broke. Bernays was American- practical and he wanted to be rich yeah the american way baby we will leave that there tyler you're gonna give me an oof what is an oof again an oof is when somebody something happens to somebody or somebody behaves in a way that it just makes you go and this one as sports fans is gonna be fun let's get it Brandon Staley, Mm. Ryan, tell the people who Brandon Staley is. Brandon Staley is the, I want to say San Diego, is the Los Angeles Chargers head coach, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he's got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And things are not turning out the way that I'm sure he and his estate would like. Without a doubt. He is a... uh, a head football coach who has superstars vaguely on, defensive. on his team. Vaguely defensive. Uh, well, last night, the Los Angeles Chargers, at, at the time of this writing, played the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. They, Both of those names sound like bullshit. So weird. It's like a video game uh, that hasn't been sanctioned by the by the NFL. For, <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who does that, that is spot on. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, these are two teams that change the city that they play in. Uh, not that... Not that long ago. Very recently. Pretty recently. Yeah. Well, they got blown out, the Los Angeles Chargers. They got blown out with the final score ending at 63 to 21. Okay. Yeah, now, that's a that's in in the NFL, that is extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Now, just to give some context, over the last exact 100 years, there have been roughly 1600 games played. Wow. And a team scoring over 60 points in a game has happened 22 times okay. in roughly 1600 games quite rare that's how rare it is yeah. but the team the but the team losing so absolutely isn't the oof here okay the oof stems from everyone in the sports world and i mean everyone 
calling for this man's job. I know. It's been pretty. It's so. That sucks. It's so easy to forget. I, I know this is like the clichéest thing in the world that this is like a human being who's Without like having trouble sleeping and probably has the the what, what's an appropriate way to say diarrhea. Uh, Dariara. Dariara. Right. He's got the Dariara. Yeah. And, and uh, I feel bad for him. He looks like a little kid out there. Without I, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. He turns on the TV, fire Staley. He turns on the radio, fire Staley. He goes on the internet, porn, but then fire Staley. Right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Rule 34, there's got to be... <laughs> Well, the results over the last three years, which is how long he has been a head coach, seem to speak for themselves. And it's apparent he isn't very good at his job. I mean, that's just objective well, truth. in this situation. And this, he could come back and be a good coach one day. I mean, over the last three years. I agree. The results have not been great. But even understanding that and even understanding the kill or be killed mentality that is sports fandom... As you said, I can't help but feel bad for the yeah. guy. Uh, I mean, we're all humans, and it's not like he's out here clubbing baby seals. For sure. Maybe I, if he did it, he'd be more favored. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's, that would be a weird mascot. But I, he's not a bad person. He's just not living up to his you know, job, which is... Without a doubt. I, I, I genuinely feel bad for him. For, for sure. For real. Well, at the time of it, at this writing, I got an update from ESPN... He and the GM were fired as I was writing the segment. They fired him. I hadn't heard that. The next day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so. should have done it during halftime, Tyler. <laughs> That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> Make history, fire him at halftime. That's never happened? Never. We got to push for that. <laughs> and oh, then, I'm, oh, oh. And, and, I'm sorry, buddy. No, for sure. And Brandon Staley, this is not at you. Yeah. This is an oof. At the situation. Wow. The rare oof for the, for the public. Mm -hmm. I like it, actually. Yep. I like it. Advertising is making you guys do this. You don't know it. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are going to wrap this all up here. And again, thank you guys for sticking with us. There is an army of just loyalists out there that make this so much easier. We're in vaguely a turbulent time right now because I, I respond so much to rhythm. And, you know, right now we're up in the air and I, 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 we're doing our best. So thank you guys very much for letting us get our legs. Without a doubt. So old Bernie, right? Edward Bernays, mm -hmm. uh, paying sexy celebrities to use your product. That was my boy. Printing fake news articles that are actually a subtle advertisement for a company. That was your boy. Uh, staging controversial events. All of these things that are meant to trick you. That was Edward Bernays. What do you think about that kind of marketing, Tyler? Well, the world is marketing. It's very clearly done a significant damage as a society. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. In, in ways where trucks, I, this I found to be super interesting. It's almost like when you go into a grocery store, there are psychological things that are happening in that grocery store to make you buy more. Mm -hmm. There's, do, do you understand what I'm talking yeah, about? Of course. They basically the entire, as you said, it's no longer, Hey, you need this buy this. Sure. It is now convincing you that you need to buy as much as humanly possible. Possibly. And putting you in positions where, you know, you walk in and you get your produce the first moment that you walk in, you see all these bright colors and everything's healthy. You load up on healthy products and now you're like, hey, I got my healthy stuff. I'll buy some zebra cakes. Sure. Hey, I'll get a Twinkie, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so wow, going to the classics as your example for unhealthy food. I th like that. those are my two favorites I right like there. A Twinkie, really? I love a Twinkie. Really? And the food isn't that bad either. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a gay joke, there ladies and gentlemen. He busted his gay card out as he said it. I'm a danger top. 
Trucks are marketed as a way to assert strength and reliability. Makeup is marketed as a way to be more loved and garner more attention. Beer is marketed as a way to have fun and be the center of attention at a party. Yep. You're choosing this. You're like, hey, I want to be that. I'll drink, you know, the Bud Light with a transgender person on it yeah, or, sure. or not, whatever sure. the deal is. And they're marketing to your shame and your insecurity. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing with Bernays. He saw all of this coming, the creepy ads, the privacy invasion, the lowering of the entire population into a docile state through mindless consumerism. And he was into it. He was into it. He, he, I bet he was into the idea of fascism, but he didn't like the idea of killing people. He thought that killing people would cause the world to rise up against you and, and, and fight. He thought that people could be lulled into like a fascism light by giving them 10 types of toothpaste. He's absolutely right. Isn't that crazy? He, he was correct in that in that assumption. And, and he basically was bending our will and engineering consent. And, and to wrap it all up, it was the beginning. And, and I know I'm in full conspiracy theory mode here, but I think we could all see this idea of corporations slowly becoming the government. And that... I think is where we find ourselves today. The people who yeah. put up the most money are the ones who make the rules. Without a doubt. We are not a democracy. We are practically an oligarchy. We are run by the corporations that run our, our politicians. They slowly gained more and more political power yep. by running you guys through, and you guys, by running us through this maze of consumerism. And I know everybody, you know, when you start saying things like that, people shut down. But not only, you know, is it destroying the planet, but it it lands us in a lot of these places where what is best for us is not what's being done because it's not what's best for corporations. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I, I'm very... I feel very vulnerable because I'm not great at research and reporting. So hopefully that was interesting. That, that was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. That is Eddie Bernays. We're going to keep on. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Sigmund Freud, you should have given him some of your cocaine. He yeah. could have just become a party boy. No, it's my cocaine. <laughs> His first book. Do you know what the title was? I do not. On cocaine. Are you fucking with or, me? Or is it the cocaine papers? It's one of those. I'm I'm, I'm dead serious. Okay. That's yeah. a fact. I mean, in all fairness, they didn't, I don't think they really knew the damage that cocaine could do at that time. Or how much fun it could be with oh, no, a they thumping knew, base. They knew how much fun it could be. <laughs> Great job, Tyler. <laughs> now we're just a commercial for cocaine. Tell them how they can reach out and touch us. So you're saying we're the Edward Bernays's of cocaine? We are the Edward Bernays's oh. of cocaine. It'll fix all your problems. Yeah. Are sure. you shoeless? Try cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat shoes. <laughs> Uh, please go to thoseguysyouhate.com. Uh, also, go to thosegays underscore you hate on Instagram and like our page. Light it up, like ladies it. and gentlemen. Uh, and thank you so much for all of your support. I love all of you. Great job, Tyler. Yep. What's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story, I'm actually going to be serious about this because we oh. did a lot of joking about cocaine. Do it! Stay away from it. Sure. It will, it will ruin your life and... Very quickly. Yep. Very, very quickly. So just, just you know, but but do it ahead of crack. Like, if you got to choose between one, cocaine first. But I, if you, I would watch that game show. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> crack or cocaine? Choose it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stay away from it because it's... um. It's as, as Louis CK said in a joke once drugs are so much fun. They will literally ruin your life. Yes. <laughs> Crack's gotta be great, right? I would imagine people it's want that shit bad supply and demand. Am I right? So please stay away from it and uh, just smoke weed like the rest of us adults Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or like adults do not that I do it.
Okay. That Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Really well done, Tyler. Thank you, buddy. Um, just keep in mind, uh, we've talked about the gym on this episode, and you got to keep in mind what you're putting inside your body. Do the same thing with advertising. Be careful what you're putting inside your body. When you come off of doom scrolling for a couple hours, do you feel better? Uh, is that... And I know that I'm always anti-social media. If you're using it in a, in a healthy and appropriate way, more power to you. But let's be careful what we're psychologically imbibing. Agreed. Agreed. It's And it can be very difficult to break out of those habits when you're used to jumping on social media, when you're used to watching these uh, videos, fight fight porn and, and all these different videos. You say that, fight porn? That's what they call it, fight porn. What is fight porn? It's just fighting videos. It's like <sighs> it's like, it's like like a stream of fighting oh, videos. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard of food porn or they put porn afterwards. That's where they put a banana in your butt. No, 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 no. no. That's porn with food. Okay. Food porn is just, anyway, it doesn't matter. So you, you find something that you love and you just scroll it forever. Exactly. I don't trust the fight people. Exactly. I got to be honest. Yeah, and that's it. We, we watch these videos that are actively working us up and we're not even there. We're not even actually experiencing Experiencing them. It's like some of the people that we know that watch Fox News. You're just addicted to those angry feelings. That's exactly right. Let's pay attention to that and let's see what's healthy for us to take in and what's not. We're those guys you hate. Be kind. We'll kill you. Kill porn.